Hello, um, pod fans. I need a name for our um, lovely listeners, um, like a fan club or a cult. I'll have a think about it. Anyway, Fish here, and because it's Christmas, and at Christmas you tell the truth, um, this week's podcast is not technically new. It's a special bonus episode from the archives of our previous podcast, Good Film Fella. Um, This was recorded last year, so the format is slightly different to the 90s repeated, and there are some other differences you'll probably notice. But what you will hear is the origins of the woke police, which I think you'll agree is pretty exciting, Um, as well as a long-retired segment called Insert Ben Affleck, which I'm going to argue we bring back. Hmm. Anyway, hope you enjoy the podcast, and Merry Christmas. Jim, what have you got for us to watch? This time we have the 1990 slapstick comedy Home Alone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> Where are you going? We're going to miss the plane. When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation... Did we miss the plane? <laughs> no, you just made it. Yeah! They forgot one small thing. Have yourself... I've a terrible feeling. Christmas. Did you lock up? Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be ours. Kevin! You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Directed by Chris Columbus, coming November 16th. So that was the trailer, and uh, yeah, I hadn't watched that before uh, doing this, and again, you know, good tradition of, like, alternative footage in there, different takes. That was crazy. Characters deleted. Lots of strange it's stuff questionable in there. Questionable ADR as well. That, yeah, absolutely. That wasn't but, Joe uh, Pesci's voice, surely. No. <laughs> Maybe he hadn't. No, I don't know. It was Joe Pesci. I think it was different takes, though, that we'd heard. Yeah, it was very odd. Okay. Yeah. And obviously, we had some manager there at the shop that was obviously removed. I mean, that we could talk about that one on its own for 10 minutes. I had no idea <laughs> that existed. Um, no. <laughs> um, so, 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 I'm just going you know, to talk about Home Alone this week. Obviously, we've got uh, me, Dave, the, the Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin of the podcast, and we've got our very own Fuller, Jim. Go easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. And then the creepy Spade Man Fish. I'm the old, creepy Spade Man. Old Man Marley Fish. <laughs> oh, okay. Old Man Marley. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> um, I can't do that beard, so, though. <laughs> So I, uh, I'll be honest. I've got absolutely no memory of watching Home Alone the first time. I just, it's kind of just Me always either. every Christmas, isn't it? Just grew up it's with just it. Existed. Just existed. Yeah. Yeah. What year was it? Have we, have we said that already? 1990. So it was 1990. Bang on. So I was, was um, six years old. I was. I, I was didn't watch it in the cinema. Eight. Yeah. Seven when. Yeah. Seven when he filmed Old Macaulay. Um, so yeah, I think I must have seen it on TV. I think it would have been on TV pretty much straight away, wouldn't it? I guess mm. as soon as they could have got it out there. Yeah, I would have thought so. It's just, yeah, again, it's been one of those films that's just always been around, isn't it? It kind of, yeah, the longevity yeah. of it. Is. it. It's probably one of those that I didn't watch all the way through. Yeah. And you sort of, you've watched it in chunks over the course of a few years and eventually pieced it together into... Oh, really? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I yeah. imagine so. I think because when, 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 certainly when I was a kid and I think I first, or, you know, think I first saw it, I definitely didn't watch the whole film the whole way through. Because it's really for a kid, it's just the last 20 minutes, the, the best bit. Yeah, it's like, I definitely think I probably saw the last 20 minutes before I watched the whole movie. Well, you certainly remember that a lot mm-hmm. more. Yeah, and I can personally testify that the first 30 minutes are boring to a child. <laughs> having tried to watch it yeah. with my three and five-year-olds, not, yeah. not having it. 
not interested. How can you no. not enjoy that first ten minutes though? I mean, it just—it's brilliant. It sets is it? Up the, it's, it? I mean, it's so good. I mean, this is like some incredible writing and directing. I think. Like, we can well we can yeah okay let's let's we'll just dive straight into the movie and then I, I I think when the movie starts I'm watching this as an adult now I think obviously it starts you get a title sequence and then you get the John Williams music and the minute John Williams name comes up ah. you're you know you're in for like premium entertainment right <laughs> yeah. it's like Michelin star <laughs> movie it's like oh thank you for welcome to the you know the, the restaurant here are your old d'oeuvres Mr Williams score <laughs> so it just feels like you're um yeah it's like okay I'm in I'm in I'm in for a I'm in for a treat here because I, I don't think I was looking. I don't think John Williams has ever scored a movie that isn't like you know, like, bang a list movie. Really? Yeah, you know, like like big time. <clears throat> I think the only one that like maybe you haven't heard of is like Presumed Innocence with Harrison Ford. <laughs> but I like, I really like that movie actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, amazing scores that open the movie too. You get a kind of a quite classy little title sequence. Yeah, one, one of one of my notes here because it, it 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 starts and I just the first thing I wrote down was John Williams. Because it's just mm-hmm. absolute through and through John Williams. He's playing that yeah. that melody on the Celeste, it's called, which is a sort of glockenspiel-type piano instrument. I was thinking that he must have dipped back into his Home Alone outtakes to do Harry Potter, because it's so oh, yeah, there is similar. An element of that. It's that sort of Christmassy, yeah. magic-y kind of vibe. And I forgot that yeah. it was Chris Columbus directing, and I was like, so, oh. So, yeah, so I didn't know. So Williams did Harry Potter, did he? The the first two yep really okay. yeah. yes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah because but spielberg was originally going to do potter did you know that i didn't know that i know i didn't know that he was no, he was going to do potter and he wanted old Haley joel oh, and then rolling rolling put the, the, the kibash on mm. it and said you're not casting a, 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 an american as harry potter and so spielberg said i'm not doing it unless i could do it with Haley joel at least that's what i've always thought <laughs> so they got chris columbus in and made it a british endeavor mm. with you well, know daniel radcliffe and the rest is history um, so when when the movie opens and you see this big giant house, do you, I, obviously as an adult now I have a visceral reaction to this. Go on, which is whoa, you rich bastards! Yeah, yeah. it is. A do you guys did that, large did that guys? House. Do you guys have that reaction now as adults? Because as a kid, this all went over my head. I didn't think that. I didn't think anything of it. Absolutely. So obviously these guys are absolutely loaded. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you, you never kind of uh, know what the father does for a living do you it never gets kind of mentioned or anything no uh, and i'm making no. a big assumption there that the father is the, the main breadwinner i shouldn't maybe it's, <laughs> that's maybe true it's actually O'Hara who is the uh... yeah there's no reason to believe it that it, it couldn't be both of yeah. them or Catherine. Yeah. i don't think they set anything up or it's all very you never really know what either of them do yeah. but you're right this house is just incredible they are rich people yeah mm-hmm. now but which made me think oh, go on, well, i was just first. saying because the parents are absolutely yeah. terrible human beings <laughs> <laughs> and I really hate both of them with all of my soul because but, I mean oh. let, let, they obviously they leave their kid uh-huh, alone uh-huh. And, yeah. uh, we'll get into some nitty gritty later this, on this was, this was in an aged fish before you had find my you know you know, find apple tags slapped on it yeah. put, put it in their nappies fish people <laughs> had to actually remember they had children I know you're all you know you probably got them ID'd up and on hooks but back in those days people actually had to remember they had, they had kids yeah. they didn't have mobile phones to ring Maybe and ping but and I, and I think <laughs> I, I I should have said this at the start really I've never liked yeah. Home Alone <gasps> what what and I knew that was going to be gonna controversial take a left turn. oh because, no and I've never never really known why I've never liked Home Alone there's just something dislikable that's always bothered me oh. about it and I, I was looking on the internet for similar opinions and i came across this i'm going to read this out this is verbatim it's from is it written by 
T H Grinch. No, no. T H E Grinch. No. It's. Uh, I don't know who it's written by. It's like it's from Vice. Vice.com. So make of that what you will. Mr. D. Trump. Mr. D. Trump. The sequel's much better. It, but th- this sums up my feelings on the matter, right? Right. I'm going to okay. read this out. Home Alone yep. is a bad movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a film that arguably represents the exact moment that the late legendary storyteller and lifelong Chicagoan John Hughes's talents started to fade. Home Alone is a mean-spirited and outlandish tale of a family who hates their child just enough to forget to take him on vacation and a child that spends time in solitude and increasingly panics without bothering to directly contact the authorities until the end of the film. It is a terrible movie for terrible people. <laughs> Right. Wow. And what that is you? that really is, and that's that's how you feel. Isn't it? Is it, is it really, it makes okay. me sick. All the humans, all the adults in this. I mean, it wow. is true. That, yeah, the, I mean, it, the entire family. I mean, the only likable character really is Kevin. Like all of his brothers and sisters are horrible to him. The parents are bad parents. Yes. The, the uncle, mm-hmm. Uncle oh, Frank. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, no, he even really... even over the course of this movie, and then into the sequel, like he is like a complete arsehole to Kevin. And he never gets any okay. kind of like comeuppance. No, at nothing. any point. Okay, he should be the villain. Well, I'm I'm happy to take on the tiny tiny Tim role of this podcast, <laughs> and, you know, and say that I, I love this movie. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm happy to defend uh, Home Alone to you two evil Grinches. I mean, uh, broadly speaking, though. Um, Sorry, no. I just want to say I do love the movie. I think the family okay, are awful, okay, but good. I love the movie. Yeah, yeah, we can we can talk about the, the merits of the, of the family, but I, I, just generally speaking, though, when people say, "Oh, that movie's terrible," or "This movie's terrible," I I might dislike certain movies, but I I on I have to acknowledge that if a movie because I I, prim- I I predominantly do think of movies as entertainment, and I think there are two ways of looking at films. Now you can look at them as art, or you know, or entertainment. I do think movies primarily are entertainment. There's some movies are artful, and you know, but ultimately entertainment. So if a movie makes you know a hundred million pound last 40 years clearly brings a lot of people joy is one of the most successful movies of all time you know along with star wars and jurassic park i, I just think fundamentally it can't be bad you know on that level because it, it's it, it's entertaining it's obviously entertained so many people around the world that i you know i might not like it myself but you have to kind of acknowledge that it's it's done something right mm-hmm. right so that it, the movie's clearly successful in some ways fish oh, underst- oh yeah i understand the appeal yeah, yeah. completely i think it's yeah. it's rubbed me up the wrong way <laughs> at some point at an early age, and it's never been right. able to claw itself back. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, um, going back to the family being horrible and everything, and, and, and when, when I did see that the, the house was, uh, you know, huge, and I was like, oh, these, these rich people. And I was obviously, you know, I'm predisposed to kind of dislike wealth if, if people are, you know, especially if they're not, you know, um, what's the sharing word? Uh, grateful you. of their, or share, sharing it, or not <laughs> grateful of their. But I didn't dislike kevin or this family and i was like why why don't i dislike them even though they're clearly loaded and they've clearly got loads of cash but why am i liking them and i realized guys it's because they ordered pizza right <laughs> the, which is the food of the, the people it's the common food, folks yeah. the common man's food okay. if they if they'd gone if they'd gone if they'd gone if they'd get, let's get the shrimp and lobster in guys and kevin had gone did anyone order me some plain shrimp you would have been like screw these guys <laughs> but because it's pizza and he's ordered plain cheese. You know, like, oh, I can relate to this kid. This kid's, I, I get him. And they tip the well as well. They do, they make they, a point they do tip, they do tip well. exactly. Okay, okay. And if they hadn't, so I think that makes us, you know, warms us to this clearly rich mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, 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 so I yeah. think pizza's the great, the great, you know, <laughs> equaliser, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> the universal food. 
I will, that's I will what accept need to get, that uh, point. That's what I need to get Boris Johnson doing. Oh you know, <laughs> He's having a PR disaster. Just order 10 plain cheese pizzas <laughs> and go outside and share them. There you go. Anyway, I don't want to go too political on the old on the No, that'll work. No. <clears throat> but, I, um, but I do so, think, just, yeah, just the first like 10 minutes in the house with everyone is, is, is great. It, it is... Mm-hmm. Um, Awesome setup. There's a lot of like foreshadowing in this first ten minutes. You know, you get introduced yep. to all the characters. Just the, the way they show the geography of the house as well, which I think is important for later on in the film. To understand yeah, very good actually. Where, yeah. How they're moving around the house and stuff. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's just a great, great opening, and and they set up this whole gag with a statue being knocked over um, mm-hmm. by everyone who drives into the driveway with a pizza guy. Unbelievable that everyone is such a bad driver in Chicago. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, let's talk about that. That pizza guy. That whole, um, you know, order a pizza in twenty minutes and you get it for free. That's absolutely bonkers. No it's one's fa- getting twenty a pizza minutes in twenty fast, minutes, isn't it? Where do these guys live? I mean, how, how many people can you actually serve in a twenty-minute radius? I mean, how long does it take shop? to cook a, pe- to cook a yeah, pizza? Exactly, they're cook setting themselves pizzas. up to fail. Yeah, that's a disaster. That seems- do you reckon that's like a joke that we're supposed to just laugh because like oh, 20 minutes I know fast food's fast <laughs> these guys do you reckon that was a joke you know and that bit of 90s humour but now you're like it's just some classic Chris Columbus banter yeah it might be yeah 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 <laughs> um, I mean uh, I, I, talking about the opening 10 minutes of the movie because this does happen in the opening 10 minutes I wrote down that uh, immediately uh, you know Macaulay Culkin's a, a fantastic actor, mm-hmm. and his his performance is working on a couple of levels. So, like right at the start of the movie, um, his mum goes get off the bed or something. No, I'm not bringing the dog. Put it in the kennel for the. Hey, hey, hey! Get off, Kevin! Out of the room. Hang up the phone and make me. Why don't you? But he says it like he's heard it from TV or something. Like he's quoting it. Right. Like it's not. But like so, I'm like he, he's that's like a performance he's giving where they he's probably gone. Oh, say this line and you heard this on TV or something because it's not delivered naturally. Yeah, yeah. He's saying it like he's quoting something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's you know, most kids are just reading from the page on a piece of paper. They're not actually delivering like a performance like he's doing. Yeah. Oh, he's sort of imitating so he, he's, a performance from somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah, but I think that's all in the, right, all yeah, in the yeah. performance that he's giving. I thought it was. I was like, okay, he's uh, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. The other thing about why I like this family, you've got the pizza. There's no help, you know what I mean? There's no cleaners, there's no babysitters, you know, which obviously is probably True. also relevant for later because no one comes to check on. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what there is. I'm guaranteeing this family has a gardener. I know what they have. Right, go on. <laughs> Interior designers. <laughs> right? Say yeah. so. Because, and this is your fault, Dave, you, you've ruined yeah. the first at least 10, 15 minutes of this film. Because right. we're in a WhatsApp group for this podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And you said something, because you've, I told you I was watching it with my kids and you said something along the lines of yeah. every time there's red and green on screen, give them a chocolate or something. And I was yes. like, what? Okay, fine. Mm. And then sure enough, I watched the film and it is nothing but red <laughs> and green. And I mean yeah. everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, and this is yeah. why I love doing a podcast with people who went to film school because that is something, I would have never seen that. It, <laughs> yeah. it, it would have soaked in subliminally. As, That's oh, what I mean. It's everything subliminally. feels so Christmassy, wonderful. But honestly, yeah. there, there was like a red plate on a green mm. dish and like... Mm-hmm. There was a red curtain and then a green tree in front of it, and it's it yeah. incredible the effort yeah. that they went to to have red and green in every single shot. Yeah, and, and that, that I mean, uh, I, I can't take full credit for that because that was called out on that Netflix show, uh, you know, uh, the movies that made us mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that's on that they call it out on there. But one, but but what they don't call out on that that I thought about is that this movie is kind of um, most movies they're struggling to kind of meet their budget and just get in and do it. Whereas this movie, I really feel like it has an excess of money. They spent more money than they needed to on this. 
whether it's getting John Williams, whether it's how much production design there is in the house, whether it's the elaborate sequence at the end with like the flooding of the flat and going, you don't need to spend that much money on this movie. I mean, Home Alone could have just been a kid in there. You don't need to get Joe Pesci, you know, who was a decent, you know, pretty well-known actor mm-hmm. and the Catherine O'Hara. So I think this movie benefits from being small scale, but clearly they spent way more money than they needed to. So everything kind of feels premium and, you know, a bit fancy. Yeah. You're looking at me, Jim, do you agree? No, yeah. no, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even just, but, 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 but even just down to the performance, like I, everyone gives a good performance in this movie, even if they're just yeah. like a bit, you know, uh, uh, a bit part. Just you know, even. People oh, we're agree to, we're agree to disagree on that one. Okay, right, right. a minute, but go on, carry but on. Yeah, I just think the quality <laughs> of the filmmaking is really good. Like you say, for, yes. for such a low budget film, it kind of looks a lot more expensive than it is. I think. Yeah, a low budget story, isn't it? There's no, you could you could you could film this, you know, in your back garden with a camera. There's nothing about this that screams it needs to be. Expensive, but it clear, but it is an expensive movie clearly because of the house and everything. And, yeah, you know everything they went to town. It no, I mean you're right. The majority, all the performances are good. Like all the brothers, sisters, uh, the family. When I when I said there's there's a couple of like background players that just have really bad deliveries that I wrote down this time. <laughs> Go on, like one of them. Man, excuse me. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that your power is fixed, but the phone lines are a mess. It's going to take my bell a couple of days to patch them up. Especially one of them's the policeman that comes to the house to check on the kid. Oh, yeah. There's no one home. The house looks secure. I'm the counter kid again. <laughs> I don't yeah, think that guy's an actor, though. That's no, Chris there's Columbus a few like that. like father-in-law, I think. Okay, there's a few dodgy line deliveries like <laughs> right, that. Okay. Pay for an actor. Like the other one. Pay for an actor. <laughs> <laughs> nice tip. Thanks a lot. Thanks. <clears throat> I'll tell you who's not terrible, though, is that pizza delivery boy. Right. You're obsessed with this pizza delivery yeah, boy. You've why? mentioned him like three times. What's going on? Well, I became Are obsessed. Are you hungry? <laughs> well, first of all, I became, I, I think, I was sort of intrigued by his performance because when I, when I was, because it was, he gives a really odd line reading when he goes. Nice tip. Thanks a lot. Uh, nice tip. Because mm. like he says nice tip, but he's kind of like going, you dick. Nice tip. Thanks a lot. Thanks. The way he says it's like, nice tip. It's like, it's like, thanks for the money, you rich prick. That's kind of like how he delivers it. And then I looked him up on IMDb to like, what's this kid doing now? And he has a really long IMDb, you know, career, but every single thing is uncredited. Mm. So he says like, I'm in, I'm in Go as the Mary Expo super dancer, uncredited. I'm in the Marilyn Manson music video, uncredited. So I was like, is he just made up his whole career? How is, or the people hate him so much he's just not getting credited in any of these roles. <laughs> That's quite strange. It is strange. Maybe I've never seen an touch. IMDb like it. Yeah, maybe Danny Warhol never joined like the the, the union. Was it the SAG union, or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say fag, just based on Team America. It's definitely <laughs> oh, not right. fag. Yeah, no, it's not. No, <laughs> no and also I, I I thought it was really amusing that. Um, Basically, he goes. He comes into the house. He delivers the pizzas. Then you have the whole scenes where um, um, Macaulay's in the kitchen, and then he comes in. He goes, "Does anyone order me a plain cheese pizza?" And Buzz is like, "Well, yeah, someone's going to have to barf it up because we ate it all." <laughs> and then, and then he been misbehaves, and then he goes out into the hallway. The pizza delivery boy's still there. <laughs> so that guy's been standing in the hallway the entire time they've had a cheese pizza, just standing there waiting for a tip. I was like, he's been there. So they are terrible people, Fish. They left that poor police. They, they, that, that pizza delivery driver is just standing there crying, watching a family eat a pizza, waiting to get paid. <laughs> um, 
going to the production design though, back to that. So before I forget, one thing I noticed this time I'd never noticed before: his sister that gives the iconic um, line delivery. You know, Kevin, you're what the French call les incompetents. She has a necklace that's uh, Christmas lights. Really? Yeah, Christmas lights as a necklace, which I thought was really cool. Oh, I didn't notice that. Green yeah. on that, yeah, bulbs. Yeah, never noticed. Yeah, red and green. Yeah, never noticed it before. Saw it this time. Thought that was pretty cool. Did you guys realise what the family sort of dynamics were of this film? Because at one point, I thought they were all his brothers and sisters. And it wasn't until this time watching it through that I sort of realised that, oh, okay, it's like half of them. And then I counted it up later on because he was looking at a picture. So he, it's a family of five children. And there was 11 children in total because that's how many they counted when they were doing the count in the minibus. So six children belong to presumably uncle frank i think so is that yeah, right yeah, I, I was so. never sure though but they're the only adults there right there's, yeah. there's yeah yeah so yes yeah, uncle frank frank's his missus and then the other two adults and they're taking 11 kids on a mm-hmm. plane to france i mean that and he's paying for it too brave yeah isn't he well he should do because that's his house no but uncle frank ain't paying no yeah exactly oh, well, yeah. you're right yeah, there was a, there was a rumor doing the rounds and i love this theory that um kevin's dad's connected i this is great like, yeah He's in the mob. But, and the reason this really works is, A, because he's loaded with loads of cash and you don't know why. But then when Joe Pesci comes in as a policeman, he's not in any way... Um, he reacts like a mobster would react. Hey, listen. Uh, Frank, remember to use Hi. Hi. Are you Mr. McAllister? Yeah. And Mr. McAllister who lives here? Yes. Oh, good, because somebody owes me 120 dollars like a word with you, sir. Am I under arrest or something? He goes, hi, am I under arrest? That's not how normal people react to a policeman in their house. That's how a mob boss reacts to a policeman yeah, in their yeah. house. I do think his dad's a psychopath. And I heard as well, again, I don't know if this is made up, and I, I, I might, that the, the, in the original script, it was Uncle Frank that had arranged the hit on the house because he knew they were out. Yeah, I've heard this. Oh, really? I don't know if this is true. Okay. Yeah, um, this is a rumour. Again, it could be completely made up, but it, it works. Uncle Frank yeah, arranged... Um, Marv yeah, and I'm Harry to go around and knock the house over so he could get the money because he knew they were all going away on um, on holiday. 100%. But uh, that could be made up. But I, again, if it's not made up, it's a good theory and I kind of like it. Yeah. And it's kind of cool anyway. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, because um, this is one of those movies that like you watch as a kid and then as you you know as you get older and you watch it again and again and again, you just pick up things. I remember that like I didn't twig probably the first when I was a kid that Joe Pesci is obviously the same guy at the end. And even watching it now as an adult, obviously knowing it's Joe Pesci in disguise, Joe Pesci's too good an actor. Like, he's not playing Marv. I mean, sorry, he's not playing Harry as a policeman. He's just playing a policeman. I don't think these are the same people. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it's, I don't think it's Harry in disguise. I see what you mean. He's, yeah, he's... he's <laughs> unless Harry is he's just, just too good of an actor. Like actually... He's an amazing... <laughs> Harry's an amazing actor. Yeah. He's an Oscar-winning actor, yeah. Harry. He was a fail. Like he's 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 wasted as a as a as a burglar because he's giving an Oscar caliber performance as a policeman. It doesn't. You know what I mean, Fish? You're looking at me like that's if you or I were to dress up, tend to be a policeman. But I'm still back on Joe Pesci's an amazing actor. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just the same. He's the same character in all his films. <laughs> this guy well, talks like this. As he's, ah, ah. <laughs> well, hang on. He's you know. I mean, he's he's not my cousin Vinny, is he? I mean, he's an Italian. He plays an Italian in every movie. <laughs> okay. All right. But uh, no, okay. If you, I mean, if you don't no, know no, Pesci, no, 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 no. That's fair enough. Right. I think Joe Pesci is a great actor. He's just had a very odd career, though, don't you think? Like he's done some like incredible, like drama mm. performances, but mm. then he's also done some really like poor comedies. No, like 
Well, he's done Home Alone, yeah, which I rate. But I mean, I love my cousin. Is he in Rush Hour or something? Yeah. No, uh, no, no, no. He's, he's in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. He's in the Lethal Weapon. Movies. And then he did that film. What was it Danny Glo- Gone Fishing? Uh, yeah, which I think is good, but I don't remember it. I've not rewatched it. I remember it being good. Bag. Yeah. No, know. to be fair, I completely take Dave's point because it was the same for me as well. I, it wasn't until years later that I realised that the policeman yeah. was... How did you yeah, not get this? Harry. The whole shiny I don't know. tooth thing. Well, it's like, the same thing. I didn't know. But I'm saying he's giving too good a performance. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. He's not. He's not Harry as as a policeman. He's just the. He's just Joe Pesci yeah, being a policeman. Totally. It's not like there's no hint that this guy is fake. <laughs> yeah, I come, like, I, yeah, he's amazing. Totally agree. You know what I mean? It's like he's like Daniel Day Lewis of like <laughs> of like burglars. <laughs> It's like, it's um, he should have had a background in Juilliard or something. They should have worked that in because this doesn't yeah. doesn't make any sense that he's this good an actor. Yeah, no, it is um, exceptional. I just think Joe Pesci doesn't know how to act poorly. Yeah, it's kind of a hard thing to do, though, isn't it? It's ask an actor to act badly. Mm-hmm. I think someone who did a really good job of this actually. This is like a little sub genre. Was Julia Roberts in uh, in Oceans um, Thirteen? <laughs> she was very good at playing a bad actress. Playing oh Julia yeah, that was, that was a weird scene. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah, be a bad actor. Someone else did it as well. Hugh Jackman was great in um, The Prestige, where he's bending. You know, like he's pretending to be. He they gave him a fake nose, and because. For the for the magic trick, they find someone in a bar that looks like him. Yeah, oh, I can't remember. But he's not a very good actor. He's like a drunk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. 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 We'll talk about the prestige another time. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Um, so yeah, again, I wanted, I wanted to talk about stuff that we didn't notice when we were kids, but now we notice now as we are adults. And so one of the big ones for me was when they have that fight in the kitchen, and they spill the drinks and the water. For the longest time, I didn't realise that Kevin's passport and ticket is swept away when they're cleaning up the pizza. Didn't yes. know that until this second. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, okay. Fish didn't know it. Really? Yeah, so that's... they When they're cleaning up the pizza, he gets some napkins and he swipes it and you see Kevin's passport and ticket go into the bin, which is another reason like, they don't know he's missing yeah. because they don't have his passport or ticket. Yeah. Right. Okay, right. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. all very clever. And yeah, apparently this was, yeah. this was Chris Columbus kind of like making a point of selling the idea that this could legitimately happen to a family basically he, he yeah. was worried that people wouldn't believe it as a concept so he kind of put these little things in to try and really sort of drive it home yeah yeah i mean they, 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 a lot of it is i mean a lot of it is because the alarm clocks go off and they're, and they're in a rush in the morning and that that i can kind of you people forget things all the time when they're in a rush yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I say, take it. You've never left. You've never forgotten your children, Fish. I can safely say, <laughs> not that you want to admit to on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but I haven't got eleven kids. No, true. Or five true, kids true. or whatever. But, so. but this, right? So this doesn't make any sense to me. Like this whole counting heads and stuff, right? It's only yes. eleven people, right? Yeah. Like yeah. one yeah, quick yeah. glance at everyone would tell you if somebody was missing. Yeah, yeah that is true. It's all very. You're right. They should have just made the um, the parents function alcoholic, wouldn't they? And this would have all been <laughs> yeah. much more believable. Wouldn't have been quite as festive the movie. Yeah, but we would have believed What's it. What's the actress's name? The... Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, yeah. They the should mom. have made her her character from Beetlejuice. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been ideal. Yeah, yeah. or Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even better. Yeah. One thing that I also noticed was that. When this, the, the, I guess she's like the eldest daughter is like doing the head count. Mm-hmm. Um, she counts herself, but she also mm-hmm. counts herself twice. 
Oh, I didn't notice if that. If you watch, like, you see it from the outside of the van, she, she taps her own head, and then oh, really? the reverse shot from, from inside the van, you can see in the background she, she puts her hand on her head again. Oof. So she's already counted herself twice. Oh, get that one on missing? IMDb. Exactly. That's your spin-off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fish, I mean, obviously, because you don't, I mean, I know you, you don't class yourself as a, as a movie um, nerd in the same way me Definitely and Jim do. I mean, not. you, 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 um, you know that that's Macaulay Culkin's real life brother, though, as Fuller. I do know that. Yes. Yeah. I've okay. recently been watching we want to go by Succession. Um, yes. And it, it. Yeah. So we, it, it got mentioned a lot. Yeah. 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 One of the um, one of the things again rewatching it this time as an adult, I didn't realize quite how many ADR lines there are in this movie. <laughs> a lot. Like, there's a lot yeah. of like stuff that's been put in, and one of them, obviously, one of the classic lines in the movie is. Um, Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. And that's an ADR line as well. And I actually think it maybe it would have been funnier just to cut to Fuller without the line there. He drinks the Pepsi and his eyebrows go up without. Yeah. I think that would have maybe been even funnier to not have the ADR line in there. But clearly, clearly someone felt they needed, they needed to spell it. And they needed to spell it out. Clearly. Um, One thing that um, uh, my girlfriend pointed out while we were watching it is when uh kevin wakes up in the morning after the family's all you know disappeared mm-hmm. um now bearing in mind this family were in a hurry to leave that house and yet when he wakes yeah. up and walks around the house it is immaculate oh it's pristine isn't it? it is pristine mm-hmm. there is not a single thing out of place so yeah just another unrealistic point hey, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna come in with this i'm gonna come in with this now because we can Uh-oh. talk about it here we go <laughs> It's Dave, woke, woke police. That's why I saw my playing music now. Woke, woke police comes in. Did that's you guys know? That's the woke police. police. That's, that's my theme tune for the woke police. It's going in the podcast from now on. That's amazing. <laughs> Dave, woke police. Okay. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, everyone in this movie is white, guys. Yeah. Now, I had that in my notes. Yeah. Does this movie yep. take place in Woodsboro, Jim? Or what? <laughs> Woodsboro. Yeah. Now, I don't understand that reference. What's Woodsboro? When we talked about Scream, when we rewatched Scream on the Scream rewatch, it, one of the uh, one of the things that hit us was that like everyone in that movie is white and there's no representation. Oh. And that, yeah, watching Home Alone back now, unfortunately, I had that realization as well. And it's particularly bad in Home Alone because they're at police stations, they're at airports, they're, they have a pizza delivery guy, they're in shops, they go by, he goes to buy his toothpaste, he's in a supermarket. Plenty of opportunities for, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. would have been diverse casting and absolutely nothing in Home Alone. The only woman that, uh, in this movie uh, that isn't white is someone standing in line behind Catherine O'Hare at the airport when she meets yeah, John Candy, dear. and that is it. And I was like really looking out for it. And I... I I don't, again, it's, it doesn't bother me because this is a super rich family. Again, it doesn't bother me in the confines of the house. It mm-hmm. does bother me when he steps outside of the house and he's going to the world at large, you know, and he's into Because then it feels like this very weird and, you know, strange that there's nobody there. Again, I really know it in modern day. Maybe, I don't know if you, did you, did, did you notice it? Does, or does it just not bother you? Does it just wash over you? But these days when I watch them, think, I don't think, I'm not saying I'm looking out for it. I feel like it's more noticeable now to me if I... Well, I wrote it down. You wrote so it down. I, yeah, so it, it was a, I was aware of it somehow, yeah. 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 But I will say, in the movie's defence, I'm not completely against it, there is an awful lot of ginger representation in this movie. <laughs> 
gingers are well represented. And I think, personally, as a teen, as a, as a kid growing up, it helped me see gingers as real people. I know you've said that. Yeah, go on. Well, I guess how many? The, the mum well, and one of the, the mum, all the, the brothers and sisters. I actually old think man that Marley's old man Marley's granddaughter. Also, oh. pizza delivery boy's ginger. I think. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, and uh, I think even one of the shopping, the, one of the women at the supermarket is uh, is ginger as well. The, the woman behind the cashier, I think she's. Wow. Yeah, you're right. And. Yeah. Um, I was only kidding. Obviously, ginger people are real people. But I'm saying as a kid growing up in the early 90s, you know, ginger people were picked on, weren't they, Jim? That was a thing that happened. People used to that get teased very, in the playground. Very true. And, um, and, and also, well, you know, it, there's, a, there's a link between gingers and representation. I mean, did you guys ever watch The Adventures of Pete and Pete? The real highlight Never. of the 90s. Because this guy was, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's his brother. I can't be Pete. Yeah, get ready. What is this? This is a kid show. This is his brother. Uh, there he from is. From the there. 90s that was on Nickelodeon. And I loved it. It was an amazing 90s TV show. But every time I watch Home Alone, I always think, oh, that's Pete and Pete, or Pete from Pete and Pete, who plays his brother in Home Alone. Great theme tune, though. So it was about two bro- bro- brothers growing up in the 90s. And uh, they had their very own personal superhero called Artie. <laughs> and one of the brothers had a tattooed mermaid on his arm. Yeah, it was great. Dave, I remember it. Do you? I remember you do. it. Jim looks completely I, I haven't lost. seen that for... When, when was this? Well, it would have been early 90s, yeah. Sound, right like, around the same well, time. I haven't seen that for, what, 30 years or something? Mm-hmm. I remember That's being... crazy. Yeah, yeah, I was very privileged at the time because I think we I was like, one of the first kids to get Sky and then Sky... Yeah, I, I, yeah, I had it early as well because my dad had a massive dish. Yeah, yeah, and then we got... <laughs> we got uh, dish, I said dish. Um, okay. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Uh, so we got... Well, well you wouldn't have got it, Jim, unless you were, you know, so very lucky and privileged. And, we, and you know, I, I didn't grow up rich, but well, I guess, no, I I think guess I, we, got, we, got, we, had, we had Sky TV. TV. Um, we had Sky TV when so I was not getting Nickelodeon because that was like the shit. I just don't think I would watch that shit. No, but Jim, like, if you if you were a kid in the nineties, and if you were a kid that in the nineties, you had Nickelodeon, and Nickelodeon was the shit because you had Sister Sister, that Clarissa yeah. explains it all. Yeah, loved Pete it. Was one of those shows. It was. I don't remember it being one of those shows. Well, it never it, made it into popular culture, but it, I remember that. That oh, was great. Yeah. No, it was really good. I remember it being good. It was really wacky. It was kind of. It had kind of a vibe of like. Um, it kind of had a vibe of like what you were around the twist. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It kind yeah. of had that kind of weird off the wall kind of vibe like that. Okay, I'm going to watch an Bonkers. episode. Yeah, I think they only lasted one series though. Um, but no, I mean, um, as I said, I, I, I feel like if it, it, you know, going back to that, yeah. So I don't know if I don't think John Williams himself is ginger, but it, it did strike me there were a lot of uh, ginger people in uh, in Home Alone. John Williams, not John Williams. Sorry, John John. Um, John Hughes, who wrote this, ah, he's the architect of Home Alone, isn't he? Yeah, um, he was not a ginger. No, no. Um, what the the? I wanted to ask you guys this: What is that thing that Kevin's scared of in the basement? What is that? I don't <laughs> understand that because does that even? Because it, he's scared of it. I'm an adult now. I'm 14, and it seems like 10 minutes later he's over his fear. So it's not like a a big pit. So none of us know what it is. Well, well, it's, it's, a, a, it's the furnace, it's a boiler. It? It's a, yeah, it's to keep the house warm. Yeah, you put. put oh, it's like it, so it is like a boiler put, for the house. 
It's like a Apparently proper you have old to shovel school. coal into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right, yeah, I it's just never got I never understood what it was. Super retro. I don't understand why it's in the film, because it doesn't seem to pay off at all. No. But then I, I think it's just that yeah. whole thing about him being afraid to go to the basement and then mm. it's just a, you know, and then like you say, a few scenes later he's okay with it. And I think it's just to show that he's got growing. Yeah. Oh, it's a layer. Right. Yeah. Mm. But, he, but even that furnace is designed to look like a monster. Like yes. pipes yeah, I, I, it's like probably not an accurate product design. No. <laughs> you think it was designed yeah. specifically for him alone? I would Which is why they've got so. all that money kicking around, haven't they? Yeah, so exactly. They've made themselves a... Uh, did, uh, this reminded me, I, I think I put it in the in the, uh, in the the WhatsApp group, it reminded me of uh, Mr. Toilet Man. Uh, do you remember this one? <laughs> I, I do remember. Now that scared the absolute crap out oh, of me. That is scary. Oh, hang on, we've got an advert for Secret Santa. Jimmy, have you got your rollies? <laughs> oh, what a dilemma. Do I stay or do I pee? Well, what if Eddie said was true? Do you guys, I don't think I've seen Look Who's Talking. Oh, it's not Problem Child, it's Look Who's it's Talking. Look who's oh, well. talking. I thought it was yeah. Problem yeah. Child. But I guess no, I really no. don't believe that. This is absolutely... I had then, actually had real-life nightmares. Yeah, what if there is a Mr. Toilet Man? So the reason I'm talking about this, we'll get to well, the Mr. Toilet Man in a minute. Did you guys have nightmares about sure. any household items like Kevin in Home Alone? Uh, just as I thought. Mr. Toilet Man. Just a regular old toilet, huh? I did. We like to tell Eddie about this. This is absolutely horrific. Eddie and his bonehead ideas. Hey, you! You little pisher! I'm talking to you! Oh, no! What is that? Hey, you're supposed to give me some pee-pee! Where's that pee-pee? We're talking about pee-pee here! I need that pee-pee! Oh, no! Mr. Toilet Man! I got it with you! You better give me that pee-pee! Give it to me! But the next time you sit on me, I'm gonna bite off your pee Yes! Jesus! Yeah, I actually have real-life nightmares from that. That is horrendous. <laughs> it is terrifying. Yeah, it's just yeah. So, were you oh. scared of anything? Yeah, that you shouldn't that shouldn't have been as kids, like like Kevin in the movie or like well, Mr. Yeah. Toilet Man. Well, I, yeah. I had gone, Jim. Well, my parents used to have a, a picture of like a woman in in the hallway. Like, I'm uh, still as, scared as, of women here. I know what you mean. Should be walking <laughs> up the stairs. <laughs> but it was a really weird. I've overcome that fear. Like... Yeah. <laughs> oh. no, come on, sorry, I interrupted your story. It was a picture of a woman. Sorry, what? Yeah, and it was it was made out of kind of like uh, string, and it was it was very. What? It was an, it was an odd picture. Yeah, it was like you know. You living in the Blair Witch House? What? Have <laughs> <laughs> you got people made out of string hanging from the ceiling? I used to have like dreams where this like painter would come alive, and like this woman would climb out of the painting. It was yeah, terrifying. Yeah, what fish no, I don't think you can top that one. I can't. No, I don't. I don't really have a story like Seven that. heads it's in the basement. No. <laughs> My, mine was more just the darkness in general, nothing like. Oh, scared of crikey! With with an object. Object. There's a good, there's a, there's a. I don't know if anyone goes on TikTok, but there's a good meme, and a few people have done it. Mm-hmm. And it's pro- probably going to be described really badly by me right now, because <laughs> yeah. people do TikToks and they're better than, than I am. But yeah, it's um, you know, you turn off the lights and you think that somebody's following you. Oh. So you run to your bedroom, you turn the light off, and then you run to your bedroom and get under the covers as quick as possible. Yeah. Does anyone I mean, feel happened. like that? I felt like that. Yeah, sometimes you feel yeah. like someone's in the house. Um, anyway, so on like TikTok, people have sort of done it with, they, they're wearing black morph suits. Someone turns off the lights and like six of them, six black morph suits chase this person into their bedroom. It's fucking terrifying. That's how <laughs> I used to feel every time I turned the lights off in my house, like someone was chasing me. But it wasn't a creepy wicker woman. So. <laughs> yeah, that Jim had in his wicker house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buried on a gym. Jim's house, used to, Jim's house, funnily enough, was built on an Indian burial ground. Did you know that? <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, Marv and Harry have um, own, a, own a plumbing van that's never explained. Is, is it, that's odd, isn't it? Are these guys it, just cruising around in a plumbing van? I guess so. 
I just figured they were maybe ex-plumbers. <laughs> Still plumbers. That's what I mean. Do you think they're yeah, actually plumbers? Because yeah, I was thinking, do they, do they have a little side gig where they're doing plumbing? Well, they're the wet well, I think they, mm-hmm. they, they, they keep Well, Marv keeps leaving the water on. I think he's looking for repeat business. So he's going to rob the people, leave their water on, then get called back as a plumber. Clever. Mm-hmm. That, that would make sense. Yeah. We've sewn that one up. Next. Done. Next. Done. Move on. <laughs> <clears throat> There's a, there's a, there's, there, was a, there was a bit of a plot convenience that uh, jumped out at me this time. You know when they're Marv and Harry are robbing next door? Yeah. Oh, and then yes. uh, Kevin's dad rings and he's like, uh, hi, we're in Paris, you know, uh, we're away. He doesn't actually mention that, that Kevin's home alone because they would have picked up on that then. He doesn't, doesn't say that on the answer phone. Also, how does he call if the phones are out? <gasps> You're right. Shouldn't be able to call and leave a message. Hang on. Yeah, haven't all the phone lines gone down? And that's yeah. the whole point. Ooh. You're right. Yeah. Right, that's get on. Who's writing to Chris Columbus? <laughs> There's another thing as well when Harry and Marv are kind of doing their first sort of uh, stakeout. You know, yeah. Harry does this thing about, oh, I know exactly when the lights are all going to turn on. Mm-hmm. And, and like, yes. all these lights turn on right. like within about a minute of one another. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the coincidence oh, of I've, that. I've, I've got it on my yeah. notes here, right? It just says, <laughs> automatic light scene doesn't make sense because they're a few seconds apart. It's yeah. like, who's setting their alarm, for the, the timing alarm for like 6.13, 6.16, 6.18, it's 19. Nonsense. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Um, around about this time in the movie, I mean, would you believe we've been talking about this for 40 minutes already? Absolutely Crikey. insane, isn't it? Um, one, around about this time in the movie, it, something struck, struck me as odd. It was when Harry and Marv, uh, so they, they follow Kevin, and then Kevin goes into the church, and then Harry and Marv go, um, I'm, not going, I'm, not, I'm not going in there. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going in there. Like, like if they went in there, they'd explode into flames. <laughs> like, they're vampires. Dogma. But no, I, and it made me think, actually, Home Alone, kind of a stealth real Christian movie, and I'm going to go as far as to say I actually think it's part of the movie's success and universal appeal that it's quite a Christian movie. Um, and I, I, right. Because I think John Williams' score edges on the choir element. Well, yeah, he uses um, Carol of the Bells yeah. so there's really kind of, effectively later on. So it kind, yeah. it kind of feels a bit churchy in the score, and also, you know, a lot of the movie does take place in a church. And also, it's Christmas, so I think, that, I think he's kind of tying in the whole Christmas thing with christianity and church as, as so it's not just crash commercialism so i think there is an element there i think it's done in a really subtle way it's not hitting you over the head with religion and I, but i do think this is part of the movie's kind of appeal and i do think it's kind there of is... and i also think so I'll, let you, I'll let you come and jump in in a minute jim is that that generally the theme of the movie is about forgiveness in that he has to yeah. forgive his parents old man marv has to forgive his uh son yeah, yeah. and i do think that is quite a christian thing you know yeah I was just going to add to that as well with with Catherine O'Hara, uh, uh, you know, trying to get home to see Kevin. She's almost like, uh, it's like this sort of moral guilt trip that she's giving everyone mm-hmm. that she meets. It's like, you know, I'm just trying to get home to see I thought you were going to say it's like, it's, it's like the three wise men coming to see Jesus. <laughs> I thought you were going to take nah. it to the next level, Jim. <laughs> she's making her pilgrimage. I was like, yes, Jim, yes. No, but it is. <laughs> you have to do the right John thing. John Candy's like you a wise to. man on his camel, <laughs> bringing frankincense, myrrh, and polka. Polka, <laughs> polka, polka. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, um, 
Home Alone takes place in kind of a weird alternative universe, like the multiverse. You know, Spider-Man's really hip and happening at the moment, isn't it, with the multiverse? There's different realities. Home Alone takes yeah. place in a reality where people don't know, can't tell the difference between reality and television. Can they? Do you know what I mean? Right. They don't, people listen and they hear well, a TV and they think it's real. This is a world. This is the world. Speakers from the nineties. Imagine people yeah, just TV walking. Speakers in yeah, the 90s. people just walking down the street and hear T Rexes and are running for their lives <laughs> because like, it's like no one can tell the difference between reality and a television. No, it does try and augment it. To be fair, with, with the firecrackers in a pan. Yeah, yeah, but we just kind of yeah. accept that and, and accept that like these people can't tell the difference. And, and not only that, it is. I do think Home Alone does take place in a multiverse because it happens in the sequel as well. Where again, people can't tell the difference between <laughs> televisions and reality. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, based on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just, you just yeah, and, and the sequel. I'm saying they do it twice. Okay, yeah. I can't remember the, the sequel. People are hearing each oh, other getting beamed up into space, thinking, "Oh God, someone's been beamed up." Okay. John Candy, very large ears. I've written down. No, really, I didn't spot his ears. To be honest, really. We're meeting John Candy at the airport. Can we just yep. can we just talk about this whole? Do you remember there was this conspiracy theory that was like talked about for years about how Elvis was in the background of this scene? Never heard this theory, Jim. You never heard this theory? No, I haven't either. Go on. Wow. Okay. All right. So, uh, Catherine O'Hara is at the airport, which also is in Scranton. Which yep. For office fans. Oh, yeah. Wow. For office that. fans. Um. And yeah, there's 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 a background actor that's standing behind her, and he's got like a big beard, and he's very tall. Mm-hmm. And for years, it was speculated that this was actually Elvis, and that he hadn't died. And yeah. <laughs> this went it, on. What he got ages. a job as an extra? Exactly. Yeah, this went on for ages. Everyone was convinced that this this background character was was Elvis. Fucking idiots. Um, it's obviously since been debunked. They've found out who this guy was. Mm. He, he is just a you know a background. And it's not. Actor. And it's not Elvis. It's definitely not Elvis. Oh. Well, I'll be, I'll be looking out for Elvis next time. No, I've never heard. I mean, I'll be looking out for Elvis next time. I. Uh, I mean, seen. admittedly, it does look a lot like Elvis with a beard. It's incredible. <laughs> okay. Shall I just shall I just find it now? Why not? We're here. Let's do that. Oh, Elvis, <laughs> find this Elvis Home Alone. Oh, here we go. I mean, it look, yeah, looks nothing like him. It looks more like Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting into character for uh, what was that movie called? The Village. No, no, where he he, <laughs> he was like where he did actually go full metal. Gladiator. With the beard. No. <laughs> Yeah, it was that. That's uh, signs. It was called. No, it was that. Music. It was called like "Don't Look Now" or something. I'm running I'm out. Not, I'm not I'm here. Not here or something. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I'm not here. Is what it was called. Um, <clears throat> uh, watching Home Alone now, it occurred to me that there might have been because obviously we know Home Alone. We've grown up on it, but all of us can't remember when we watched it. But there would have been people who maybe went to the cinema to watch Home Alone and hadn't seen a trailer or anything. And I was like, this movie might play like from dusk till dawn to these people. Do you know what I mean? You think that they're seeing some sort of family drama and then like an hour into the movie, bang, it becomes like a slapstick comedy and these guys are getting hit over the head and blowtorches and stuff. I bet those people had a wicked time. I'd love to have seen this movie completely blind and not known anything about it. And I think that's part of it. Maybe that's part of the reason it was so successful is maybe people didn't know how that last 30 minutes was going to go. Yeah, it is called just, Home Alone. Yeah, but you don't. I don't. If you, I said, if you knew nothing about the movie, fish, I don't think you'd know. You wouldn't know that it's going to turn into like a cartoon in the last thirty yeah. minutes. Sp- no, 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 <laughs> no. It's pretty cartoony. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, even just like Harry and Marv, just as characters. Yeah. I think the, the, the first time it kind of really starts turning into a cartoon is when they're creeping past a window and Kevin sees their shadows like creeping yeah. past. And it it's is Tom and Jerry, like, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, that like Disney kind of style villains. Just yeah. like this little fat guy and a tall, thin guy sort of thing. 100%. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, and then I suppose we should get into the last 30 minutes. And um, I, I don't think I've mentioned it yet in the podcast. I, I think just because I watch Home Alone every year, and I think I've said this on another podcast, I think Home Alone is one of the movies I've probably seen the most times in my life. I've probably seen it in excess of 30 times. I can believe it. And then that. when me and Jim yeah. used to live together, you know, one thing I used to do is get drunk and just watch the last 30 minutes of Home Alone. And that's why would. Jim doesn't live with you anymore. <laughs> Uh, it was just guaranteed to cheer you up, really, because it was like before you had like before you could go onto YouTube and watch fails of the week. This was as close as you could get. Do you, know? <laughs> yeah. you just had to roll the last thirty minutes of Home Alone. We didn't have yeah, like recordings of you been framed. This was as good as it got. Jackass wasn't a thing yeah. yet. You just watched no, the last. No, you yeah. just watched the MC, last thirty minutes of Home Alone, and that was sure. as close as you got. So Home Alone yeah. in a way predates yeah Jackass. I think there's a lot of Jackass so. in the last thirty minutes of Home Alone. But I um, I timed it actually, mm-hmm. and this kind of blew me away. Mm-hmm. That Home Alone's really known for its sort of slapstick blowtorch on the head, yeah. you know, yeah. micro machines, paint cans, stuff. Yeah. That whole burglar breaking in scene only goes on, it's less than 15 minutes. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And that's incredible. It's so condensed mm. and chocker that it feels like it's longer, but it's not. I timed it. It's, it's less than 15 minutes. Wow. And then the end of it deals with, you know, old man Marley and, and, the parents returning it's pretty incredible actually yeah it's, it's, it's just it's an so hour and a half long isn't it home alone i believe so, so. Because I it, about, yeah about an hour and 45 i think yeah because it's a real probably. amazing movie in terms of like you know no fat on no no edges because it's like pacing is good amazing yeah, yeah. i want yeah you're yeah. not bored i'm not i wasn't bored watching home alone actually even in the, in the beginning the only, the, the, no. the, 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 yeah and it's only watching it back recently like as in you know the last few days yeah when i was a kid i would always fast forward through of this yeah. uh, old man Marley church scene. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like it slows down there. But now, when, as, uh, you know, now you're older, you realise that it's such a it's a really good scene, and Macaulay Culkin's it, amazing. It's in a, it. a key part of the film, I think. Absolutely, yeah. the, the Marley yeah. storyline. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned yeah. Macaulay Culkin's performance again because the the one bit that jumped out at me this time watching it as an adult, I was like, wow, this he's actually a really really good actor. It's when he goes and he's doing the stuff on the checkout. And the lady goes, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to play it. If it's here, I'll see if I can get it. Uh, Home Alone, check out, lady. Yep, see. Yeah, okay. So you just watch Macaulay Culkin's face in this scene. Hang on. Are those microwave dinners any good? I don't know. I think I know which bit you mean. For the kids. Hold on, I got a coupon Red for Red and green. <laughs> it was in the paper this morning. 1983. Okay. Are you here all by yourself? Ma'am, I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Where's your mom? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about- so what's amazing is in his performance here, and we don't really do this on the podcast where I actually play a scene, is that she says, are you here alone? You see his face shocked. Oh, shit. And then he has to think of an answer, and you see the cogs turning, and then he says, oh, my mom's in the car. And like all of that in his performance 
And I just think that's like yeah. amazing. So, I'm hang on, wait, 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 again. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Yeah. That's like an adult performance. That's not a kid. Yeah, performance. you can see it in his face. A yeah, kid, yeah, a kid just says lines generally. When you see kid actors in films, they just say lines. They just spit them out. Whereas like mm-hmm. he's actually giving a proper performance. And I was like, wow. I, that, that was like, wow. Okay, like he's. I'm seeing the cocks turn in his head as Kevin McAllister, not as like Macaulay Culkin actor. I was like, it's yeah. incredible. Nice, good spot. Um, have you ever seen any of like the interviews of Macaulay Culkin as well, like around the press tour of this, like when he was doing no. it? He's no. like he's even more charismatic in those interviews than he is in the film. Really? He's like so amazingly lovable and just so nice and um no, he did the rounds recently on youtube oddly yeah he's got like a project he was on, yeah he was on red letter media and yes that's right and, and a couple of others I, I can't remember why he was he was on them but he did a podcast yeah, he seemed like a nice dude oh joe rogan he was on as well yeah so he he, he, he had a career, he was trying to for some he had a he could say he had like a company called bunny ears and um it was like about two years ago and he had a podcast his own podcast where he just talked about random, random stuff every week and I listened to it and I enjoyed it. And then he just stopped doing it for one reason or another. Right. Um, but um, no, I mean, he's, he obviously never has to work again, which is crazy off the back of mm. this one movie. Um, two. Well, two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned it earlier, the, the, the blowtorch, right? I, I've watched Home Alone a million times. And then this time I was like, I actually don't know how they did that blowtorch scene. And then I was like, I'm going to find out how they did it. So do you guys know how they did, did that you, blowtorch? Uh, did you find out? I did find out. I I oh, think, go on then. Oh, I, love I it. think I know. Go on, but I don't want to steal your thunder. No, no, because I honestly v- thought they VFX. just set. I honestly thought they got a stuntman and they just set his head on fire. Like I actually thought no. that's what they did, but they right. didn't. There's no. It was, it's no uh, visual effects. It's no. It's not a computer generated effect because they didn't have that. It's not. It's not a computer generated. No. It is a visual, it's a visual effect. effect. It's, it's a, a thing called Pepper's Ghost, right? Yeah, very good. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So what they do is they put a, they put a glass in front of Joe Pesci, and it, the blowtorch is actually reflecting on his head. So they're blowing a blowtorch on a model off camera, and you're seeing a mirrored reflection of that on his head. Brilliant! It's amazing. It's very clever. Very, it's very clever. clever. And but but that <laughs> but this is why he is so still. Yes, because he yes. Can't, like because it has to line up perfectly. It's it weirdly think, still, isn't it? But it yeah. definitely adds to the comedy of it, doesn't it's it? The yeah. It's, well. it's the blinking as well. He screams a bit too long, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's so. G- I, I've, I even in the Netflix documentary, you know, I, no one kind of explains to me who's the genius behind this because it is it's it is genius. Whether he, he comes through the door. He, I'm going to play it because why not? Why not play it? <laughs> it's funny <laughs> um, because it's the editing and it's the blinking and it's the, it's the edit and then the two blinks. It's perfection. We'll have to talk about his mutley thing as well. Oh yeah, sure. Joe Pesci actually very proud of the fact he came up with this non-swearing. Right. I watched some behind the scenes. He was like, "Well, actually, you know, I never swear once in the movie, and I'm just doing Dead sounds." So I was like, "Yeah, you just sound very proud of yourself." So good. Uh, I thought you didn't like this time. movie, though, Fish. What's going on? Every time. You turn him around. You turn him around. The one you went I actually. I, I think well, I just hate the parents. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Jim. <laughs> What, I just was curious, what's your favourite gag in, in this sequence? Because, like Fish said, you said, it goes on for 10, maybe 15 minutes. And I actually wrote down all of the, the gags yeah. okay. uh, in order. Um, and I do think, for me, it's a nail through the foot. I was just going to say, it's so real. There you go. <laughs> you can feel it. 
<laughs> Did you guys see a little while ago there was this YouTube video where they made this all like 18 rated? Oh, is it? So they like re-edited Home Alone so like the nail goes through his foot. Oh, oh we're watching it now, yeah. <laughs> Good reaction as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Incredible. Yeah, I mean, my favourite is... Um, I like the way they constantly abuse Marv's foot. They just pick that body part and just oh, keep yeah. abusing it. Like that's what makes it funny as well. So he gets it's the foot, and then he gets the foot again through the window. I think they could have gone further with the with the foot trauma, actually. But. Yeah, <laughs> great. Um, I actually don't have anything more to say about Home Alone, and we could go into um, categories. But uh, is anyone else anything else? Anyone else anyone wants to say about Home Alone? I've just got like drip, dribs and drabs of sort of things that I spotted. Really. Okay, go on. I mean, just, I mean, reading through my notes. I'm just going to keep bashing on the parents. I might just delete that note. It just says, parents in first class, scum. Yeah. Because yeah. all the kids are in coach, and the mm-hmm. parents are all sat in first class. Da, 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 da. But I think this is a bit Jim, of trivia. Jim, have you ever I think... first class? Oh, good question. Me? Yeah. <clears throat> no. No, I haven't either. Not, not true first class. No, I haven't either. I thought, I thought you maybe you got, some, you got some perks one time. I, I, one time I had the option, and I, I wish I'd done it, and I didn't. So I was coming back from India, and um, they we had enough frequent flyer miles to upgrade to a first-class seat, and we elected not to. See, I, I have saved them instead. flown first-class, yeah. technically. Ooh. But it was like a Turkish Air sort of internal flight. Right. And it was literally just a curtain in between two seats, and they gave me a hot towel. <laughs> and a kebab. <laughs> and then I think it kebab. Terrible. <laughs> Wait, yep. <laughs> wait a minute, Jim. <laughs> We're having that on this podcast, uh, Mister. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Right, hang I on did, a minute. Yeah. Go on, uh, God, sorry, I'll go, I'll go quickly. One of the things I know. Well, I had to do IMDb. In. Okay. Do, you know the guy that plays Santa. Kevin like mm-hmm. goes to see Santa quickly yep. before. Um, this is played by a guy called. Ken Hudson Campbell, who was uh, Max in Armageddon, like the big guy <gasps> in Armageddon. He got big, didn't he? Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, uh... you're right. No, it's all yes, it's all put yeah, together. Yeah, awesome. He's Top the guy that gets blown up in the uh, when they're trying to drill, doesn't he? he gets fired off That's into right. space. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'll just, I'll just run through these. See, if, see if any of this piques your interest. <laughs> right. What house has four mannequins? I've put. <laughs> Very good point. Because. That whole scene where he's creating the Jim's house in the basement with the men. <laughs> That's some mannequins. Probably has more. There's four They're mannequins. not mannequins, Jim. <laughs> but then who knows? Like, right, so I thought that as well, Fish. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But you see, you see the mannequins earlier on in the movie, right, in the basement. Well, maybe his mum is... Maybe we've established what his mum does for a living. Yeah, maybe his mum's like a costume designer. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, okay, right, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Right, take that one off. Job done. Off. Um, let's have a look. Yeah, uh, Kevin and his mum... Are wearing the same cardigan. Oh, they're both wearing this white cotton mm-hmm. sort of cardigan, and I think it's a device to sort of connect them right. subconsciously. Which at what point in the movie? Um, I think quite early on. Okay. I think it's the first okay. thing that Kevin wears after his pajamas. Okay, and it's okay. this white cardigan, and his mum's wearing the yeah. same kind of thing. And I just spotted cool. it. It's the first time I've ever spotted it, and I was just like, oh, I think it's sort of trying to connect them yeah, visually. Yeah. That's because cool. she's been such an awful human, they've got to try and claw back something. Um, and the other piece of trivia, which I think is barely trivia anymore, it's so well known, 
is that the film that Kevin watches, Angels with mm-hmm. Filthy Souls, mm-hmm. the black and white film, not a, not a real film. Indeed. Ma- ma- made for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is... Uh, I think reasonably. I find myself saying keep the change you filthy animal quite often in real life, by the way. That is, <laughs> yeah. That's the line uh-huh. I, I put out there fairly often. Yeah. Oh, and it, okay, and, and a little addendum to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the first time we see Kevin watching it, it cuts then to the airplane, and Kevin's dad is reading a book called Nobody's Angel. I noticed that this time oh, as well, yeah. That. And I'm yeah. not quite sure what they're trying to say. Well, his dad's interested in crying. Maybe, uh, it's okay, yeah. Maybe it's there. Maybe it's Definitely connected, isn't Tony it? Tony Soprano. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I've just so. done a rewatch of The Sopranos, actually. I thought this movie would have been so good if you'd had James Gandolfini and Michael Imperio as Harry and Marv. I think the movie would have just, <laughs> been just as funny with those two. Sure. <laughs> it's like a little crossover. Um, it would have been just as good. Because they, they, they The Sopranos strikes that same tone of comedy crime that Harry and Marv have, I think, actually. Just a little bit darker. But yeah. it's the yeah. same kind of humour. Yeah. Um, I had an observation as well. Well, now we're throwing out observations. I've never eaten homemade ice cream with marshmallows. Does he make his own he ice cream? His own, well, he has ice cream and he mixes it with marshmallows and eats it. I've just I've no, never I've done never, that. I mean, it's Rocky Road, isn't it? Yeah. I'm tempted, though, no. at some point. I think it's, on, it's on the bucket list now. <laughs> Is it? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I run a marathon, I feel like I can I can eat a thousand calories. I might I might have that one. Sure. Um, right. Any other obs- observations before we go to categories? Uh, I don't think so. Did we? We didn't mention uh, Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. Woof. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you're right. And in fact, I'm so glad you brought this up because did you look in Buzz's chest? Did you see what's in Buzz's chest? I didn't pause the screen. I paused I the screen. I was like, I want to see what's in here. What good go stuff on. has he got in here? And then, to my horror. I was like, that's, that's attention to detail gone too far. He's got Playboy magazines mm-hmm. and a roll of toilet yeah. paper. <laughs> oh, dear. And a picture of his girlfriend. Yeah, okay. I was like, I didn't need to see that. Disgusting. Disgusting indeed. But yeah, Buzz's girlfriend, the picture is not a girl. No. It is actually Chris Columbus's son dressed up. I didn't know it was Chris Columbus's son. I knew it was his yeah. right? Yeah, because no. he didn't want to offend any young girls that might, you know. Which is great. Yeah. Come and and take Columbus's son, of course, now in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Hey, I tell you what, I'm gonna give you snakes. I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. All right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going one. Two, ten. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. And we're back. Time for categories. Woo! The uh, first category is insert Ben Affleck. Fish, you want to go first? Where, where's Ben going into this? I thought long and hard about this, Dave. <laughs> yeah. And, um... I settled on maybe an odd one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think because the sort of it's hard to place him yeah. as a character. I would say yeah. in this film. Yeah. So I've decided to replace the black and white film Angels with Filthy Souls <laughs> right. with a Ben Affleck film. Just watching the town. 
Yeah. <laughs> or I was thinking good, goodwill hunting, and instead oh, of... Oh, even better, yeah. Keep, instead of keep the change, you filthy animal, you can just go with... How do you like them apples? How do you like them apples? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then Marv will come to the door and go, Ben Affleck's in there, with Matt Damon! Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, uh, that's my pick. Jim? Uh, <laughs> I think it'd be funny if he was Kevin... Like, <laughs> like we've, there's a deep fake somewhere being run, done right now. Yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing. We've left Ben at home. Yeah, just like Ben Affleck walking around. Yeah. Hello, yeah. hello. My idea. Uh, yeah, go on. Like you finish. Oh, sorry, yeah. it's either that or or Harry. Get, yes. get Affleck and Damon as Harry yeah. Mob. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> My idea was that you just replace Old Man Marley, but he's not playing Old Man Marley. He's just playing Ben Affleck, and he comes to see him at the church, and Ben's there, and he's all down. And he's like, "Well, I've been on the drink again. I'm back with J Lo. I don't know what to do, Kevin." <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, he's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. You know, TMZ are real bastards. I know what it's like." <laughs> yeah, yeah. People always misquote you all the time when you do Howard Stern, Ben. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give J-Lo a call. Work things out. <laughs> Perfect. Um, number two is Kill the Lead, which obviously you can't do. But then I did think, imagine a movie. Imagine Home Alone's released, and then Marv and Kevin. You have the whole movie, but then at the end, they just shoot Kevin in the face. Dump his body in the bin. Old man Marley picks it up, not knowing. Roll credits. <laughs> uh, a different film. Exactly, it would be a very it? different film. I still think it would be equally as iconic. People would still be talking about Home Alone if it had that ending. Oh, what a twist, though. If I, my, old man Marley's sneaking in the background at the end of the film there. Just kills Kevin. Of, yeah, smashes him over the head and they're rolling mm. it together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you know, it, it made me think, do you know the original, have you ever seen Clerks, the Kevin Smith movie? Yeah, oh yeah. The yeah. original ending of that, Dante gets shot at the end and dies. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. It made me think of that. No, yeah. you can't kill Kevin anyway. You can't, you can't kill Kevin in Home Alone. Well, then you'd never have Home Alone 2, of course. No. This movie does kind of have a musical number, doesn't it? It has Kevin singing in front of the mirror. Yeah. Okay. Dreaming of a yeah. white Christmas. Yeah. But also also when he's dancing with the mannequins, I think that could be considered yeah. a musical interlude. Fair yeah. enough. Famously, when Kevin's dancing in front of the mirror to I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas with a shell, that's when Michael Jackson said, get me that kid's number. <laughs> Uh, number four <laughs> is the uh, the Bechdel test. I don't think this movie passes, does it? We got. I mean, there are two female characters in it. I, I think they are just talking about Kevin. I was wondering, does his mum? Do they talk about anything other than Kevin at any point? Who are the female characters you're talking about? Well, she's at the airport trying to sell sell stuff to the. Yes, lady, right? yes, yeah. so it passes because it's not talking yeah. about Kevin. She's just talking to that old lady. Is that old lady yeah. named? I'm not sure she is, but uh, uh, no, true. she's in police uh, academy. That's all I know. I think, I mean... I'm pretty sure she is named, because doesn't her husband come over to her and... Does she have to be a named character for the test? Traditionally, yeah, they have to be... I think so, have yeah. to be two named female characters that aren't... It, it feels kind of representative, though, for women. I feel like the women have got... Like, all the women feel kind of real, don't they? They feel yeah. like real people. The old lady in the in the airport and... Yes, The sisters sure. and, you know, they've all got their own lives. I don't feel like... Yeah, they feel like, it feels like a real world, doesn't it? It feels lived mm-hmm. in. 
And um, also just the fact that, yeah, Catherine O'Hara's character is sort of just going off on her own to... to True. Know, it's quite an empowering character, really. She's exactly, quite, quite, a, quite yeah. a, an empowered character. Yeah, you're yeah. right, actually. I never really thought about this. But, Jim, I think you've hit on something here. The Thanks. fact that the mum goes off on her own and is like, I'm going to get home to my son, that is quite an empowered move. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. rely on the dad, doesn't say, book me a flight. She gets her own way home. She's probably using his credit Home card. Alone does not get enough credit for being, you know, a feminist yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that just also something we didn't point out earlier when we were talking about how rich these people are. When yes. she was like, is there any options of me getting home? And I, at one point she says, private, private plane. Yeah, oh, yeah. She just yeah. Throws it crossed it out, my mind. She? Yeah, it did cross my mind why they hadn't just booked a, a private plane. Yeah. They, they couldn't get an Uber X in those days. So that would have <laughs> no, no. killed this movie as well. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, mobile phones would have ruined it. Yeah. yeah. Of its time, of its time. Would this movie have been better non linear? Again, classic. Could, could have totally had the whole Dave's criminal sin of opening Ooh, with the house destroyed the attack, and then yeah, flashing yeah. back. Yeah. We didn't trust the audience to have enough attention span. Thankfully, the movie did not do that. Totally could have done that though. Yeah, yeah. Open with the house destroyed, all the toys everywhere, and then gone six months earlier. Cops getting loaded into the car. Yeah, nice. But uh, no, I don't think the movie would have been better non-linear. I think it's fine as it is. Yeah. Does another movie do this better? So this is a classic category. We're going to do Christmas movies, guys. Favorite Christmas movie? Love Actually. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Brilliant film. Now, wait a minute, though. What? Like, you said at the start of this podcast that you didn't like Home Alone because all of the people in it are awful. But he completely now, unironically loves Love Actually. Yeah. yeah, and all the people in Love Actually are horrible people as well. Explain. <laughs> well, they're we all need, awful, aren't they? I think we need half... We need, well, I need an example. Uh-oh. Okay, well, first, are we, are we really going to do this? Yes. I definitely remember Alan Rickman sleeping with somebody. Yes, you've got Alan Rickman, who's, you know, effectively cheating on his wife. Sure. Mm-hmm. That never gets resolved. I'll give you that. Uh, you've it does, got... Okay. Uh, I think you have to, Fish, you're married. You've got... Uh, no, you're not, not yet. Sorry. Continue. Who's... We'll cut that out. We'll cut that. Andrew, Andrew Lincoln, just effectively trying to destroy a marriage. Uh, Ooh, yeah, you're right. You've got this young guy who just wants to no, go no, to America. No, 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 what? no, no, no. He doesn't try to destroy the marriage. At the at the end, he pours his heart out and then he walks away towards camera and says, enough, enough now, because he's stopped it. Most he's people a- just keep their mouth shut, though. He shouldn't have done that whole thing. Look, we're not talking about love, actually. But then you wouldn't have a film. <laughs> well, yeah, true. One of the most yeah, iconic that is, scenes that's the in hope. British cinema that's the with hope. the signs. <laughs> I will say that I'm gearing up for us to do four weddings and a funeral at some point. Oh, okay, so sure. We can, uh, we can probably maybe pick up Love Actually on that one. Right, um, yeah. Let's pivot away from Love Actually. <laughs> uh, well, it's a favourite Christmas film, so you Fisher's going Love Actually. You prefer Love Actually to Home Alone, which is fine. I mean, you're entitled to You're it. not allowed Die Hard. You are not you say allowed. Oh, no. Fisher's coming out with the hot takes this week, isn't he? <laughs> Crikey. I just think it's an easy out, because it is a great film. <laughs> We're going... Doesn't like Home Alone, Love Actually is better, and Die Hard's not a Christmas no, film. No, 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 I think <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas den- film, what? but it's an easy out. Do you want to de- de- denounce vaccines while you're here, Fish? I'm going to go with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Allowed. I'm a- so I think I, I I think the only ones that battle for the top spot for me with with Home Alone are uh, Muppet Christmas Carol and Scrooged. <gasps> I, I'm, I'm fully on Scrooged might be in my top three. I I want to rewatch Scrooge at some point. Is it a '90s movie? I think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm not sure because I've kind of I don't know if 
Bill Murray hates the movie or whether he's just that's the character he's playing because he's really insincere. We can talk about it later, but he's, he, give, he gives his whole performance is like this uns, insincere kind of I'm above it all or I don't buy into what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Um, I wonder with Scrooge is is that is that his character or is that just Bill Murray hates the material because apparently they had a really awful time filming that and they did not get on. The oh God, it's an excellent film. I love that. Film. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's best performance by a kid in a movie. How about that. Is this a question? Yeah, a question. Best, best other, performance by a kid, by a in, a kid in a movie. I mean, you could say Haley Joel in Sixth Sense. I think this is a better mm. performance, honestly. But um, what like, about, is there that little kid on the drums in Love Actually? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh, generally a, kids are terrible. That's a thinker. Movies. I mean, uh, <laughs> we're going to mention Phantom Menace in every podcast. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. Jake Lloyd is not on the list. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I don't think I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Should have been nominated for an Oscar, shouldn't he? Really? Well, Macaulay. Yeah. And a Before though, not for best piano. actor. Yeah, supporting. No. Supporting. 100%. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Um, the weakest link of this film. I think this is a tough one, but go for it. Anyone else? Is that... um, I don't think this movie. I think Jim was right. There isn't a really bad performance in this. I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know, it's hard to, I, you know, I, I suppose the weakest link really is just the plausi- plausibility. Plausibility, of the movie. Just, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. stretched, doesn't that it? That kind of thing, yeah. Mm. Uh, but, you know, you kind of take with a pinch of salt. There really isn't anything outwardly bad about this, I don't think. No. I think that's why it's great. Yeah, I think you've got to stretch your disbelief. It's plot holes, isn't it? It's like, why yeah, it's Why did like old man Murphy not tell the police at the end that Kevin's on his yeah, you know, yeah. on his own at home, he's just yeah, hugging his true. family mm. while Kevin stares through a window. It's like okay, but his mum's already back at that point. Uh, oh, is he? Is she? Yeah, oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, forget that then. I mean, he could have said something when they talked in the church, but I guess he still didn't know at that point that this kid was home alone. Yeah, I guess. But why is he? Also, why is he staring at him so creepily as well? <laughs> That's weird. When he's when he's buying his toothbrush, it's, which was red and green, by the way, the toothbrush. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, he does stare at him a little bit too long and a little bit too yeah. creepy. But I, I mean, this is all minor, minor stuff, isn't minor it? Stuff. Um, the Star Baker Award, everyone? Oh, yeah, John Williams. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be Yeah, right. I'm going yeah. with Holly Culkin, but I mean, John Williams is... is mm. a bit, yeah. Star, supporting it, Actor what, Award? Supporting Actor. John Candy for me. Oh, he is good. Does this movie... I, I, I think that Marv is really good. Was well, Daniel Stern, because he's mm. kind of like childlike, isn't he? He's like yeah. completely so non-threatening. <clears throat> And I'm just thinking, who else could he be? Who else could you put in that part? Because I just think he's kind of non-threatening, but he doesn't read as effeminate or anything. He's still a bloke, but he's not in any way, yeah, threatening or scary. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a hard line to walk. Yeah, for really sure. Good bit of casting. I mean, Steve Buscemi could do it as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. the same kind of... He's quite threatening, though, isn't he? Buscemi? Yeah, Buscemi yeah. can't He's got a creepy face. yeah. Con Air. I'm just thinking Con Air when you think creepy Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe, maybe the movie would have taken a darker turn. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go, guys. Are you ready? Remake, sequel, or gender swap? The Paul Feig gender swap. Well, now, they, famously, I, we have had some sequels to Home Alone. I was going to say, apart from the gender swap, have they, have they, they remade it recently? They remade it. Very recently. Yeah, very recently. I mean, I haven't... It's funny it, because will. like I watched it and again I, I was piecing it all together in my mind because I watched the trailer for the remake and I was like oh my god it's awful because it got like this rich British kid yeah. Like, yeah hi guys 
How are you? Oh, mummy, I've been left home alone. And I was thinking, this this kid's not eating pizza. That's the problem. Right. Well, I'm not not rooting for this kid because he's a little rich British kid. And I was like, I hate him. Is it set in England? That kid is definitely eating pizza. <laughs> no, but I mean, he was. Def- I don't know if Americans have this though. But like, the kid speaks, and you know he's middle upper class. Sure. And I instantly dislike him. Whereas there's not an accent in America, is there? That you hear it, and you're like, oh, rich guy, hate him. Whereas we have that in England, oh, and that kid has that voice. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so no. Did, did, did you watch any of the remake? You just watched the trailer. Just watch the remake. I, I definitely have seen bits of the sequels without Macaulay Culkin, like maybe five, ten minutes, and I was not compelled to keep watching. No, you know, over the years. But I mean, I, I mean, I put it out there. I mean, part of me, I, I think Home Alone Two is just as good as the first one. I, I, I really love Home Alone Two. Yeah, it's really good. Do Hank and Marv come back for a Home Alone Three? Oh, I made the that character up. of Marv comes back. I know Does that, he? but he's not right. played obviously by Daniel Stern. Oh, okay, right. sure. Okay. It's that guy from Third Rock from the Sun. I know Scarlett uh, Johansson's in one of the sequels as well. Really? Yeah, it's oh, like a. Okay. I, I uh, when I talk about this, like, do I want a remake, sequel, or or a gender swap remake? I I think I think you know like how like there's some big things in. You know, there's some things that resonate with audiences, like you know, like um, seeing Mark Hamill on screen as Luke Skywalker, and like seeing yeah. Sam Neill or Jeff Goldblum as as the characters from Jurassic Park. I think if we saw Macaulay Culkin on screen as Kevin, I just feel like that would hit audiences pretty hard. I just feel like people would be like really down for that. Yeah. So I just feel like I feel like it would be a collective huge big moment in cinema just to see him on screen the, playing the, Kevin the- McAllister. They've yeah. touched on it slightly, haven't they? With because Buzz Buzz came back. Yes, he's, as, he did the advert, didn't he? The, he's in. He's, no, he's in the film. He's, he's in the, he's film. the police officer. The, but, yeah, he's the, in the in the new one. In yeah. the new but, one, Macaulay Culkin did an advert where he's like jumping on the bed and eating the. Oh, is that right? Yeah. But Ke- Kevin gets a shout out from yeah. Buzz as a police officer. He says something like, "Oh, Kevin, you're not going to fool me this time yeah. or something." So it sort of hinted that you know it's obviously in the same world. I just think I think, I think I think Macaulay Culkin also did a, a like a web series yeah. or something recently called wasn't it about Uber drivers or something? Right. And he says like, "When I was a kid, I had to like mm. fight off two psychotic intruders from my house or something." Right. Oh, nice. I think we just. I think um, we just. It's not the same impact as Force Awakens, is it? No. <laughs> I, I think. Uh, I think. I. I. I think I will be really moved because I think he's just had a kid. When I see Macaulay Culkin holding a kid or having a baby, I think that's going to be a big moment in terms of like, Christ, I'm old. We're all old, and this kid's got a kid now. I think it'd be great to see that on screen. How old is he? He's forty. Yeah. Right. But um, I would love to see a remake that has Macaulay Culkin's kid. Then Macaulay Culkin's there, and the kid is there. Yeah, and they're yeah. you know it doesn't need to. It doesn't have to be home. Yeah, you know, I mean we're in the modern time. It doesn't have to be home alone. Even if they were like in the jungle together for Christ's sake, you know, with his kid, just like you know something. Something with it Macaulay would just be cool if like it was just a bit more of a darker. Like because you can't do this whole like no. Like we said with you know the mobile phone generation that we are now, it's like this yeah. would never happen again, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they've tried with this new movie, yeah. um, but it would be would be cool to have Macaulay Culkin and his and his kid like in an in a genuine like home invasion movie, mm. you know, like a much more like adult panic room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it would just be traps again. Yeah, I think it would just be cool to see Macaulay Culkin in some sort of family drama with kids playing Kevin McAllister. 
You know, I'm trying to think like, even if it was like, you know, they did like, <laughs> you know, they did like Love Story, like with like Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, like about divorce. Oh, Imagine yeah. if that was like Kevin, if that was Macaulay Culkin playing Kevin McAllister, like, we'd just be like, oh boy, this is hitting me on wow. all kinds of levels now. Or like he's, Kramer he's versus Kramer. His parents. It's McAllister versus McAllister. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, oof. I, I'd like a remake. I would like to see Kevin McAllister back on screen. I'd like to see Macaulay Culkin with a son on screen. I just think that'd be really cool to have that generational handover, like, like yeah, like Force Awakens or, or something. Nice. Like we touched on gender swap. Was that like, would that work? Even um, if you set it back in 19. 19- 90. It'd be fun to do a, a 1990s mm. remake of Homer. You could do it, yeah. Set, I mean, obviously, this podcast is a nostalgia podcast. It'd be good to have... You could do a Home Alone remake, but set it in the 90s. I'd be more down Who for that than whatever they did. A Kid Today. Yeah. I don't, I'm not really, I'm not really, I'm not really down with kid actors. I don't have, like, an encyclopedia knowledge of who's, a, yeah. who's an awesome kid actor. <laughs> I'd just say, don't make him a pros British kid if you want me to like the movie. Fair enough. I think it's probably... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That one from Logan. Oh yeah, yeah. Go right yeah. out of the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, she was good. Yeah. Um, what's not woke? I did touch on it. I think outside of the whole whiteness of the movie, there wasn't anything else that rang inappropriate to me. I don't think there was any inappropriate gags or jokes. I don't think there was any kind of racial stereotyping or sexism. I think we touched on the fact that it's quite a oh, feminist really. movie in a weird way. Yeah, I liked that it was kind of like, as I said, it was. Um, it didn't. I, I, it made me think there must be a lot of Chris, because Steven Spielberg's very good about this, by the way, like kind of weaving in Christian themes into his movie, but not hitting you over the head with it. Like um, you'll notice that none of his, no characters in Steven Spielberg's ever in movies ever swear, like you know, and they never say Christ yeah. or God or anything like that. They never take the Lord's name in vain. Um, and I think like this movie is, and I guess it's, <clears throat> it must be kind of like an understanding. Because there must be a lot of American filmmakers and writers that are Christians making movies, but they're never in movies. So I guess someone kind of says, oh, we can't hit people over the head with this. Yeah, Most people yeah. won't turn up. But yeah. um, I think it's nice that those themes are in there. And I, I, I do think, you know, I don't want to get on my high horse too much. I do think sometimes that um, religion gets a bad rap. I'm not a Christian myself, but I do think that, the, you know, that uh, those kind of themes, you either get the passion of the Christ or you don't get it mentioned at all. There's kind of no middle ground. I think there's room to have Christian characters in movies sure. or God characters in movies. I feel like the McAllisters are Christians anyway. So I actually think the movie was quite kind of forward-thinking in that way. Um, mm. Legacy of the there was movie. One, on. There was one... Just, just go back. There was one on the deleted scene to this movie. Yeah. There was a, a scene where Uncle Frank uh, <laughs> plays a prank on Kevin by like pulling his trousers down. Oh, my Whoa. God. Poor little, poor little Kevin in his undies just standing yeah. on the well, balcony that, that was really the landing. Yeah, and it's kind of like, if they'd left that in, I mean, creepy Uncle Frank's creepy enough. Yeah. Um, so Cutting yeah, room floor. They, they cut that one. Yeah. Legacy of the movie. I, I think this is one of the, the most well-known, well, most watched movies of all time. It's got to be, but which in a way Almost makes, it, makes yeah. it weirder that they haven't done anything with this IP of any merit. So we've got some crappy straight to Disney They've tried, Maybe. haven't they? How many have they done? Four plus the remake. Four plus. The I don't remake, think they've think, really yeah. been given much love and attention. Do you? I don't feel no. like they've not. It's not been like made into an event. No. You've not spent no. any serious cash on it. I just feel like it, maybe you just can't do it unless you bring Macaulay back. I think that's the only way. And because he won't come back, I guess he doesn't need mm-hmm. money. Then you can't. If you can't. You could bring, I guess, Joe Pesci ain't coming back either, and neither is Daniel Stern. So, yeah, it's hard to do a... Yeah, it's just it. 
time's gone, hasn't it? Yeah. Just... But given that how everyone watches this every Christmas and they do watch it every Christmas, and in this in this age of IP that we live in, I just feel like they, they sh- there's an op- there's strange that they've not tried to do something more with this than they have. Maybe that maybe mm. that was testing the waters with that Disney movie. Yeah, it didn't do well. Yeah, um, but I think it's just yeah, it's just one of the most wholesome family films as well, isn't it? It's like you say, it's, it's, One's it's for everyone. Family. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's, you know, it's, it's got good pacing to it. The music's amazing. It's just, yeah, it's just very heartwarming as well, isn't it? People grow with, they all, everyone learns a little something. Yeah. Well, the ending, the ending's super emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with the hug with the, the mum. Uh, actually, I've got my timings. I can't remember when old man Marley's hugging his family outside. If that's right at the end of the film. Yeah, that is right. Outside. That's how they end it. Yeah. yeah. So that, for me, I was like, "Wow, that's uh, mm. you know, pretty intense." Because it's an estranged family member coming back, and yeah, I want to see, I want to see the the story of old man Marley and like why yeah. he fell out with his son. Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. just said things why, were said. Why, why he grits the streets? I think there was like a there was a theory out there that like his wife slipped and died on the ice. Oh, that's why he st- nice. and and it was his son's job <clears> to grit. The, the pavement and he didn't do it but he thought it was his dad's <laughs> oh, job and that's, that's why they don't talk oh, yeah yeah um, yeah. So yeah not my theory I, I read it but I don't want to end all on of it. I want to see that movie me too um, Home Alone great love it awesome love the sequel too sequel's also really good yep and um, hate the parents hate well, the you, parents yeah you haven't changed my mind Fish, no that's fair enough no no, no. I mean maybe the parents are you know, fish. They start off as arrogant, forgetful, rich snobs, and then by the end, they learn to appreciate what they've got. You know, maybe that's all woven into the uh, story of the movie. They need. You know what the dad says? Do you know what the dad says? Yeah. Right. He's just left his son for whatever it is. Yeah. Forty-eight hours, maybe. I actually don't know the time frame. Yeah. But he comes back into the house. Doesn't say anything to Kevin. No. Right. Because they're just arguing and stuff. And Kevin's like, "Oh yeah, I went shopping. I bought milk and fabric softener." That's right. And his dad just looks at him and goes, "No kidding." What a funny guy. <laughs> you just think you just left your son for two days, you prick. Apologise. <laughs> hug him, maybe. Say, I'm sorry. What a funny guy. Oh, honestly, I can't stand that family. He said, he's a good guy. He's a good fella. You're going to like this guy. He's all right. He's a good fella. He's one of us. You understand? We were good fellas. Wise guys. Keep the change, you filthy animal.